Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. This is your favorite podcast this Monday morning, the Black Men Ventu podcast. Um, happy December, uh, Nashville, to everybody that's joined us. Um, you guys all know me, but for those that don't, my name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. And good morning, Nashville. It's a great Monday morning to be alive. My name is Leon Davis Jr., and we're so glad to have you uh, listening to us once again on the Black Men Vent 2 podcast and we're just excited this morning to be introducing a new season a new season in which we're excited about but more or less we're just happy to be bringing something to our community that we do truly believe is going to help yes nashville again we just want to thank you guys uh for joining us it's december the 6th marks believe was what 19 days before christmas is going to come upon us so with this giving season nashville make sure that you guys are honoring that uh with th- throughout your families and throughout your households um we're in a new season uh nashville again we want to thank you guys for being a part of everything that the black man Ventu podcast has had to offer throughout this four or five month span that we've been going welcome to our new season to our bmvt audience this is the blo- excuse me the body mass index of family matters in a black man this is the new season that we're in and this season is pretty much gonna give detail and information um um, in a vented uh, platform, vented format. You guys know how we do that. Uh, just about family, about how the black male is uh, is is or the lack thereof, you know, causes uh, turmoil and issues in the family, and how uh, we've gotten away from different family morals and ethics that maybe our grandparents and great grandparents grew up in. Um, this whole season will be the widespread discussion of family in the black culture. Wow. Yeah, and we just, again, think that is something that needs to be addressed in our community because we see it so many times while families are being broken up. And we live in a culture right now where really and truly family is not the ideal way that God intended. We got so many different things that are called family, but it's not truly what a family really is. We know family should be consistent of love and and, and nurturing and providing for one another. But now we got so many different views and different viewpoints on what a family really should be. So hopefully we'll be able to give some insight on what we think and what we are. Hopefully it's come from a biblical standpoint, but not only that, just a standpoint of good morals and good ethics of what a family should be. Yeah, Nashville, as you guys know on this podcast, we don't try to necessarily uh, throw the Bible at anybody, but at the same in that same context, we 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 know um, we wouldn't be nowhere without God. So we want to at least provide a foundation that is positive enough for those to follow. And um, as we bring on guests throughout this season, allow them to share yes. that information uh, in relation to, again, the whole purpose of what we're trying to do for this season. True. Um, so, again, Nashville, Family Matters, um, you guys have all watched the show uh, Steve Urkel. Uh, um, did I do that? I don't know. I, I, I think that was his, one of his sayings. But um, yeah, again, we just wanted to kind of uh, bring that um, topic of emphasis, bring that season to you guys so that, again, we can all reshape, reframe and rebrand the black male one episode at a time. So yes. with that being said, uh, Nashville, tune in to uh, my pops and myself later on. We have been invited to collab uh, to be a guest on another podcast with uh, Angel Charmaine, uh, based out of um, Atlanta, Georgia. She uh, is the founder of Speak Up Sis. Uh, Speak Up Sis, that's the name of her podcast. And we will be on tonight, uh, Monday night at 8 o'clock, 
uh, sharing um, different things with her and just um, just being able to bring Speak Up Sis to Black Man Vent 2 and Black Man Vent 2 to Speak Up Sis. So we're excited about that. Probably. Yeah, yeah, we are excited for her uh, asking us to be on her podcast. And she's a very positive source. She has her own brand. She has her own uh, company. And the podcast is a part of her company. And she's a successful sister. So that's a sister that many young ladies that listen to our podcast is like, uh, where the ladies at? Well, we don't necessarily interview or have ladies to vent, but we do deal with ladies because we like ladies. We we real men and right. we like ladies. So, But we just, this is not our platform right now. But we do and have been fortunate enough to collab with other ladies that like our podcast and we like what they do. So we're just fortunate enough that she has asked her to uh, collab with her tonight. Yeah, yeah, we we're glad to be um to to have been asked uh to be a part of um Speak Up Sis podcast. Again, we we don't unfortunately host female guests on our show, but believe it or not Nashville, the female uh guest group hold the most percentages in terms of our listenership. And we appreciate that. Yeah, so sisters, we appreciate y'all for listening to a black man event for sure. Mm-hmm. Um with that being said, um Special guest that we have on today after our sponsorship segment, we'll go ahead and get into the content again. Um, we just want to thank you guys for joining us and thank our special guest. Um, we brought on a pastor uh, because we felt as a podcast and as a group that that when we're talking about family, you can have many different avenues of where to tackle that type of discussion. But I think a pastoral role, it may be the best way to start as we go through our season of uh, Family Matters in a Black Man. Yes. Um, so... Pops, I don't know if you have anything else, no, man. Good, uh, with man. that being said, uh, Nashville, get your donuts, get your bagels, yes. get your coffee, your your your, your Red Bulls, and your five-hour <laughs> energies, whatever it takes to get you started this Monday morning. Happy December, 19 yes. days until Christmas. Make sure this season of giving is about giving this season. Um, and here we are. Again, Nashville, have you heard of Black Men Event today? The Body Mass Index of Family Matters and a Black Man with our special guest coming after this sponsorship segment. Break Nashville. Have you heard a black man vent today? Just like that, Nashville, just like that, we are back. We're back. Good morning to you guys again this Monday morning. We want to thank you guys for joining the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. This is... Body Mass Index of Family Matters in a Black Man with our special, special, special guest today. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man vent today? Again, we want to thank you guys for joining us, and um, we're really excited for the content and the content bringer who's coming this morning to shed with us a little bit of information on um, just why he believes the, the, the Black family is starting to uh, destruct from the from the inside out in terms of the house, and uh, he just gives us his different um, outlook and gives us his experience on what he thinks the black culture can do better to make sure that we hold the model of um, being just just positive within our own uh, culture and within our households and families. So, Nashville, again, want to thank you for coming. And uh, pops, um, if you want, man, give us. Um, a little bit of tidbit, give Nashville a little bit of background about our special guest today. Yeah, Nashville, I'm just so excited to have this brother on this morning. And uh, I'm excited also because we're in a different season. And, you know, we're trying to keep this seasonal thing going. So we're now in a season where I think we're getting a little bit more serious. And we've, we've, we've been serious about all our seasons, depression, uh, 
grief and uh, marriage and relationship and relationship and marriage. So we want to keep it in another spectrum of trying to make our families better and make us better as black men, especially because at the end of the day, I truly believe that men are supposed to be the leaders of the family. So when we were thinking about this concept of uh, uh, family matters, we thought about who could we come, you know, get to come on first to grace us with some content about what the family is all about. And I thought about for me, and me and my son talked about it a little bit, but for someone, who, who would you think would know a black family almost best, best, better than anyone? I'm talking about better than the psychologists, better than the sociologists, even better than the teachers, than to have someone that has dealt with a family in general. And the first thing that came to my mind was a black pastor. And the first black pastor that I thought about was one that I can call my, my father in the ministry, but not only that, my father-in-law, because he is a pastor. And he's been pastoring for over, I think, I let him tell it, but I think it's been around 30, 40 years, somewhere in that spectrum. So with that being said, someone that knows a black family from inside out. So this morning, I want to introduce to some and present to others the proud pastor of the Agape Church in Dayton, Ohio, Pastor John Mays. And that's it. Uh, this is our guest for this morning. How you doing this morning, Pastor Mays? I'm doing just fine, Reverend Leon. And I thank God for you and Jonathan. And I praise him for this opportunity to share in this worthwhile venture yes. of uh, hearing what, vet, what Black men basically are dealing with and hopefully we can throw some light on maybe some troubling issues yes sir yes sir yes sir again we just excited to have you on and so what we'll do is uh we'll just go ahead and give you an icebreaker question and jonathan and myself you know how we do it but again you know not only just being family member but we <laughs> are in a black family we don't want to really focus on our family we want to focus on the generality of black families and what we thought about and Jonathan was talking about you know the, it was a show out a long time ago called Family Matters where Urkel was the uh, the leading character in that in that show and it just showed a different side of different things that families dealt with but he was a nerd and he dealt with it from his way and the other, the other characters dealt with it from their way so when we're dealing with this thing called Family Matters just from a pastoral perspective Pastor Mays what can you say that you have seen over the years that has been causing the destruction of the black family? My, my, my. Um, without a doubt, I think that the greatest hindrance and the greatest stumbling block and the greatest problem that we have found is the lack of fathers in the home. The lack of fathers tending to the responsibility of the family. There are many reasons for it, but fathers outside of the home, single families, basically headed by women, and children basically allowed to fill in adult responsibilities hmm. without having the benefit of fathers and mothers or family coaching in doing so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that seems to me to be the most prevalent uh, norm. Children forced to grow up before their time. Wow. 
fathers abandoning their families. Right. And families basically having no idea what is the structure for the family that God has mandated from his word. Wow. Wow. I think, you know what, I tend to agree with you wholeheartedly. And when you say the black male, so, you know, me and Jonathan got a, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to be on a podcast tomorrow afternoon, as a matter of fact. And that is basically what the podcast is talking about today. Well, yeah, they, well, you know what? I'm talking about tomorrow. It is. It's later on this afternoon. We're going to be on a podcast this Monday afternoon. It's going to be talking about uh, who's the weakest link in the family. And me being a black male, sometimes that's hard for me to accept that because at the end of the day, that don't sound good. You know what I'm saying? It don't I understand. But at the end of the day, until we face our demons, man, it, it, it's always going to be there and we're not going to get around it. So how are we going to, how, how would you say, Pastor, that we'd be able to get the black male to start taking on this responsibility of being the man he needs to be in a family? I think, and, and, and Reverend Leon and Brother Jonathan, uh, you guys have hit a main nerve when it comes to strengthening the family by asking yourself, what is the weakest link? And too often time, uh, we don't even start there mm -hmm. because the weakest link, it will be the problem that the family has to solve. Mm -hmm. And many of the times, you know, it could be the male in the family. Many of the times it could be the female in the family. And too often times I have seen where children really and truly are allowed to have more authority wow. in the home than what's healthy or what is structurally sound for the family. So true. Until a father understands the responsibility of fatherhood, I think that his family would always be vulnerable. His family will always be at the mercy of the cultural norms in our society. Mm -hmm. And the family will always find themselves flipping back and forth between what is ethical and what is cultural, even though it is unethical. Mm. One of the things that having as some standard or principle, some idea, some guideline as to what you want your family to be okay. is an absolute necessity. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, um, go ahead. So I was getting ready to say, so basically you saying that you need a good example. So let me ask you this. What can we do as men that have not had that good example? Where can we maybe find that good example? You know, one of the things that I face every day as being a pastor is realizing what is pastoral responsibility and pastoral 
um, um, you might say, strength within every community. I would say a young man needs to start with the church and the word of God, the Bible. After all, God instituted the family. Yes. The family is God's idea. Yes. It's not a social structure that man dreamed up. Right. But it is God's idea from the very beginning. The elementary requirements of a family is found in focusing our attention on making sure that you are following the examples that are in the scriptures mm -hmm. and that God has set forth as the foundational guide and principle for a strong, solid, mature, and progressive family. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you start with the Bible, start yeah. with God's word, start with the principles of scripture. Mm -hmm. Now, let me, let me say this too. The Bible is a very trustworthy book. Yes. And not yeah. only does it show us what's right, it shows us what's wrong. Come on now. Not only does it give examples of the choices and the consequences of what's right, it gives us examples and the consequences of what's wrong. Mm. So I see it as being a good model. Everybody uh, don't agree with that. True. So true. And one of the things that, go ahead. No, I, was, I was agreeing with you that you said that everybody does not agree with the Bible and that is so true. And we live in a culture where now that's becoming so unpopular and I think that's one of the major reasons why our family structures are breaking down so much because we're supposedly to be built on Christian values in this country, but we're far away from that right now. Far away from that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, this modern movement, better known as the gay movement that started in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. And right now it has been given the identity of a LBGTQ culture. Mm -hmm. um, and I must be careful about labeling that mm -hmm. because Big Brother will soon cut us off. Mm -hmm. True, true. The thing, the thing that is important is that we need to know what we are dealing with. We need to understand the consequences. Mm -hmm. And we need to have the courage to stand for what we believe is right. And as long as we have personal convictions and personal understanding of what we are trying to create mm -hmm. and what we are trying to avoid, I think that that's where we need to start in building strong families. Mm -hmm. I got a question for you, man. Um, Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys for being patient with us uh, this morning. Uh, this is the Body Mass Index of Family Matters and a Black Man with Pastor John Henry Mays. And again, we want to thank you, man, for joining us. But I did have a question for you. Um, when we're talking about 
the, the the black male, the black male family, and essentially the era that you grew up in versus um, the era that you're seeing now, the millennial black male in, in, in the black family. What is it that in your era of growing up, you seen more in black men that sustain families that you're not seeing in the millennial era of, of, of essentially black males now? What more did you see when you were a young man in your 20s and your 30s that, that, that you had to have to sustain a black family versus what you're seeing now in the 20 and 30 year olds that roam the world? Mm, man, an excellent question. An excellent question. And, and the more I think about it, I think that maturity, spiritual maturity, mm. is an issue that is at stake when we look at, at men nowadays as compared to what we call old school maturity. Mm-hmm. As I was growing up, um, it wasn't easy for a man to really and truly um, be regarded as being respected in his community mm-hmm. if he abandoned his children. Mm-hmm. If he was not there for his children, mm-hmm. if he did not make being a father to his children a part of, of his community responsibility, mm-hmm. he wasn't lifted up, he wasn't um, acknowledged, he wasn't, um, I quote, respected as he would want to be respected because men held each other accountable Mm. more so than they do today. Mm. Um, What men brag about, what they claim as being their fame and what they see themselves doing and see themselves practicing is what is normal in the culture. And the truth be told, this present culture is Mm anti-family. And anytime you can be recognized and you can be accepted and you can be praised for having an anti-biblical concept for the family. That's not good for your society or community. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Many African-American neighborhoods are weak because there is no, there is less matured men in that neighborhood, in that community, on that street, mm-hmm. in those homes where children are. Because one thing that we all know, a man has a voice. Yes. But he must be willing to use that voice in a manner that will be received 
and respected. Mm -hmm. And what I see nowadays, and we all have witnessed it, and, and I, I might have to answer for this, but I'll gladly. Um, <laughs> rap, music, and themes, some of them are very, very good. Mm -hmm. They speak with a straight, direct point to what's happening in society. But too much of it is lost in much of the junk that is coming across the air as well. True. True. There are some brothers out there that had some solid dialogue about their families and about their relationships. And then there are some brothers there that had some very detrimental dialogue mm -hmm. about their family and relationships. Mm -hmm. And there are very few people who are able to decipher the difference for these little, little young people, mm. for the young, much younger people. Mm -hmm. Let me say this, and I experienced this for myself. I had a young lady who wanted to sing a song in church. I told her, yes, she could sing the song because it was about God. Mm -hmm. But as she began to sing this song, you know, uh, once I heard it and got through listening to it, I bought the record, bought the transcript, bought the lyrics, and listened to them myself. And the child really and truly was doing what she thought was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But someone had deceived her in thinking that what she was hearing was something that was praising women and girls. And really and truly, she was helping them by repeating it. And other little girls was enjoying what she was sharing with them. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I'm saying. It confuses our generation coming along behind us. Mm. It confuses them. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to believe, what is ethical, what is unethical, what is right, what is what is to be praised, and what is to be shunned. Right, right. That, for me, is a great problem in every individual home. Wow, wow. Hey, hey, Pastor, let's keep it on the same vein, man. Let's keep it on the same vein. So when you talk about certain music that comes into our homes, let's talk, yes. about, let's talk about the media effect. And you, when you look on the media now, now I don't yes. look at TV that much when I do, everybody knows me, knows I'm a sports fan. But when I do watch TV, it's very seldom do I see a black man depicted on the media or national TV or whatever as being a positive person. It's all the time where he's being a doormat or he's being most of the time being downtrodden on as a as a as a role in the in the show or whatever. Most of the time he's the first guy to get killed in the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost to the yeah. point where you never see a black man to the point where he's lifted up or shown in a positive light. And when you do, that's the movie that does not hit the mainstream. You gotta catch, yes, sir. You gotta catch that one on Hulu or Netflix. 
You don't see mm-hmm. that. You don't see that one at the box office too many times. Unless, yes, unless it has a well-known figure in it. And, and then you have to be careful about that because they'll be pushing some other type of message from just because they got this brother on there. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. Yes, sir. How has that media effect helped break down the black family just from the media standpoint? Mm, mm. Very, very, very pointed and very direct question that does definitely address the issues at hand. The media is the strongest influence on the minds and hearts and the spirit of this generation. This is a media-driven generation. Yes, sir. They learn more, they learn it quicker, and they will embrace it more firmly than any other mode of communication. Mm -hmm. The media is praised and is embraced over what they read, what they hear, And certainly uh, what parents, let me say, parents set as a norm if that norm isn't reinforced. Mm -hmm. For instance, a family, a parent, mother and father can tell a child what they believe is wrong and be adamant about it being wrong. But if they allow that child to be bombarded by anti-messages, mm-hmm. that messages are contrary to the message of the family, mm-hmm. chances are that child is going to embrace what comes over the media and what they picked up over the media, mm-hmm. more so than they're going to embrace what their family, their parents had told them. The the media is a powerful influence at every stage in a child's life. And nowadays, since so many young people spend such a great deal of time in front of the media with a screen before their faces, mm-hmm. their minds and their heart and their Spirits are being influenced and shaped by whatever it is they are giving their attention to. And uh, that's without exception. If parents are not careful, our young people are not going to even look like the family that we hope that they would become. Unless we take control of what they are viewing and are being exposed to and allowed to be entertained by. The media is a very powerful influence. Now, let me say this. It can also be used for good. Yes, so true. There are some excellent materials. I think one of the um, prime examples of that was Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent, positive message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And it had all the makings of everything that the young people now are drawn to as far as their entertainment is concerned. So true, Mark. So I true. wish that we could see more of that with a positive message and with a strong appeal to young people as far as um, what they really and truly would like to um, um, model and what they really and truly would like to represent in their lives and certainly in their communities and in the relationships and the environment that they are in. Um, the Black Panther was exceptional and I wish that we could see more of them. Yes. Movies of that nature. But movies that reflect biblical principles, I think are excellent. Yes. So the media is, the, is an excellent tool. Mm -hmm. for communicating all that. Mm -hmm. I wish that we could see more of it and that parents would embrace more of it because if it's entertaining, young people will look at it. They will um, embrace it. They will acknowledge that it was good. So right. true. Look, and you just said it too, not only the young people, but us middle-aged and us old people too, we'll watch it also if it's good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Another thing I, I think that we need to embrace um, around our children is realizing how quickly they will embrace what they see mm -hmm. as opposed to what we tell them. Wow, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. so true. If we tell them what's right, and they witness us doing what's wrong, it questions their confidence mm -hmm. and the integrity that we have as far as they are concerned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. Hey. So, so we have to be careful about what we tell them mm -hmm. right. and then what we expose them to. So true. Pastor Mays, we're going to take a quick, small segment break. Uh, Nashville is used to this. Nashville, we're going to take a quick segment break, um, give our guests a chance to uh, get his thoughts together for our next round. But again, we want to thank you guys, Nashville, for joining us and thank Pastor John uh, Henry Mays again for joining us all the way from Dayton, Ohio. This is the Body Mass Index uh, Family Matters and a Black Man with Pastor John H. Mays. Excuse me, Nashville. Have you heard a Black Man vent today? Stay tuned. Good morning, Nashville. Hopefully, everyone is doing well this morning. Hopefully, everyone is having a great morning thus far, and I thank you for tuning in to the Black Men Vent 2 podcast once again. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your listenership, and I hope and pray that you're enjoying our new season called Family Matters, and our first guest, Pastor Mays, has done a good job thus far. We want to take a segment break to give him time to get him some water and take a, take a little breather, and during this time, I'd like to introduce to us a segment break called BMVT Uplifting Quote. 
BMVT uplifting quote. And I'd like to use Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to give us this quote this morning. And he said, whatever your life's work is, do it well. A man should do his job so well that the living, the dead, and the unborn could do it no better. In other words, Dr. King is challenging us as men to whatever we do, to do it to the best of our abilities and do it in such a way that when we're gone on, we leave a legacy that is so large that it will take a whale of an effort to surpass the legacy in which we live. So all of us, I challenge all of us to do the best that you can every day at what you do and do it in such a way that your God-given abilities and talents will be seen and we and you will be known for that in your life's legacy. Have a blessed rest of the morning. And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back, guys. This is your favorite podcast on Monday mornings, the Black Man Venture Podcast, Nashville. Have you heard a Black Man Vent today? We have a very special guest near and dear to our hearts, uh, Pastor John H. Mays, uh, coming to us all the way from um, Agape Bible Fellowship in Dayton, Ohio. Again, this is the Body Mass Index of Family Matters and a Black Man with our special guest today. And, um, Pops, I'll let you uh, dive back in. Uh, Nashville, again, want to thank you for joining us and stay tuned to hearing another Black Man event today. Pops. Yeah, Pastor Man. Man. Pastor Man, again, we really uh, enjoy your insight and your just your wisdom from all of your years of uh, being a pastor and watching families just from that perspective. So as we before we went into our uh, little segment break, you was talking about how young people see stuff and how they respond to what they see in the media and how they respond to what they see as far as them being quick learners and, and all of that. So with that being said earlier, I want to kind of piggyback yes. I want to kind of I want to kind of piggyback off of that question and go into another question for you. So through all your years of pastoring, how can you say that the black church according to what people have seen go on in the black church, how has that affected the black family from a negative or a positive perspective from your point of view? Hmm. My, my, my. Um, that is the $64,000 question. Uh, old school. It was a time that $64,000 added up to the money, but now that's chop change. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so that that, that uh, television program doesn't really isn't very relevant. But the question is indeed a viable question, and is one that is being asked, and one that we definitely need to address and answer. Mm-hmm. Um, from a positive perspective. I think that we need to get back to teaching what the Bible says directly mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to the family as to the importance of the family, mm-hmm. as to the place of the family in our society. 
and to the responsibility of the family to each family member. Mm. Fathers uh, have a responsibility, mm -hmm. but mothers have a responsibility to father. All right, all right. Children have a responsibility to fathers. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is that we as fathers within the church has a responsibility to every man in the church. So true. To, to help him be mature, to help him um, be the kind of man that I wouldn't have any reservations about my children being around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because at church, one of the things that we must embrace again is that the church for us is the village. True. We are members of the family of God, which says that we are all members of one another. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth of the matter is your family is important to my family. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we need to impact and we need to uh, communicate to our children is that it is just as important for us to um, make ourselves accountable to one another. For instance, children have a greater influence on other children than we really and truly understand. So true, so true. And many of the times, children do what other children do. Mm. In other words, if your child get away with doing something that is um, unethical, mm -hmm. chances are my child is going to witness that. Mm -hmm. right. And he'll take a chance on seeing if he can get away with it himself. Wow, true. Mm -hmm. And I think that within the church context, we must realize that the village is responsible for every child that's a part of it. So true. Mm -hmm. And the responsibilities that things that I require of my family shouldn't be any different than the things that you require of your family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because my children are going to learn from you. Bible says uh, bad morals hmm. corrupt. And so oftentimes young people who have been, haven't been uh, taught good morals mm -hmm will uh, be a bad influence on children mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uh, are taught good morals. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, man. What do you, what exactly do you tell the young child that was born, um, you know, into a family uh, that is just accepting of bad morals? I mean, a lot of times you have kids that can't help where they came from, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, or can't help yes. where they were born into. So 
since we're specifically talking about our young black men, what do you tell that young black boy that, you know, essentially just went to school last and the teacher got mad because he didn't have a pencil, but little did she know he didn't have a pencil because the family is, is, is barely making ends meet. You know what I mean? Living check. Mm-hmm. It's that a third. So to mm-hmm. wrap it into one question, what, what is it that you tell as motivation or as an influence to the young boy that does not have the fortunate family uh, or more fortunate that he would like to be in, so to speak? Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is uh, a powerful example of the reality that we are in in our communities and definitely in our schools. Many of our young people are not responsible for what they have been taught. They're not responsible for the hand that they have dealt, been dealt, but they must function anyway. And the fact of the matter is, is that it requires, and it's going to require that those fathers who are fathers pay more attention to the fatherless in our communities. Mm -hmm. It has been my experience is that when you befriend a child Mm -hmm. and they know that you are for real and that you're genuine, they will cling to you for what they need, what they what they don't know, what they don't understand. And for all the, it's worth, you in a sense become a surrogate father. Mm-hmm. Now I think that it becomes incumbent upon us to start accepting that responsibility. Mm-hmm not casually, but in some cases, see a child in trouble Mm -hmm. and realize he just needs a loving, firm, consistent hand to guide him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, No, he's not responsible for whatever his condition is or what he's going through. But for fathers to know that they can make a difference, I can turn it around. That's why sports and extracurricular activities at school headed by men are so important, but headed by matured women, matured young ladies who know that a woman cannot teach a young boy how to become a young man. Mm -hmm. But give that young man an opportunity to experience the fellowship of a man. Mm -hmm. Be it her uncle, be it, it, it her brother, be it her father, even be it her her husband, encourage him mm-hmm. to befriend a child who seems to have potential 
or does not have any guidance and direction. Women can spot those fellows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can spot them. Yeah. You know, that's a... And uh, that's a long answer for... And it is, it is no uh, absolute solution, but it is what I've seen and what I've experienced and what I would recommend. Don't be afraid to be that surrogate father. I think uh, I'll just listen to you and uh, that's a real challenge for us that have grown up in the church and had good fathers and good mothers and you know good family structure. We have to be careful not to overlook those like Jonathan just said that didn't have that. You know, they didn't they didn't mm-hmm. have they were not dealt the cause that we were dealt, man. And we have to be careful not to overlook them. You know. Uh, I think that's a real challenge for the church today is not to overlook yes. that have been yes, sir. Yes, sir. that fortunate situation like we had. And also we have to be careful, like you said, men have to hold each other accountable because we got some men that are predators in churches. And they look, oh, my Lord. They look for vulnerable situations. So we mm-hmm. other men that see this type of stuff, we have to we have to really be ready to front them kind of cats, man. And, and you know, not even not even in the church, even in the society in general. When we see something yes, out there that's trying to take advantage of our children or trying to take advantage of a bad situation and a family, we as men, we gotta step up to the plate, man. We gotta step up to the plate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Do you think we, um, do you think a lot of black men don't step up to the plate because of the lack of guidance that they had prior to their adulthood? You're right. I think that a lot of men don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't feel responsible. Mm-hmm. Of them don't see themselves as being uh, a way maker or making a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have no idea, younger than they are, really and truly experiencing and going through. Give you, for example, one of the things that I have found that young people oftentimes says they want respect and the very respect that they are wanting they have no idea when they are getting it to the point that they can recognize it and return it mm-hmm. and and what i find is a challenge is for young men who have never had the experience of being around positive male figures is the soon as soon as there is a male figure brought into their lives and into their circle if that male figure can recognize that and do what is necessary to earn or to win their confidence 
that could be the turning point for those young men. So true. You got to help those who don't know how to even ask for help. Mm. But we who know understand how important that is and what it could mean and the difference it makes in this generation as they have a responsibility to the next generation. So true. Mm. So true. And if we lose this generation, Hmm. We lose the next one behind it. Yeah, I know you're right. I know you're right. And that uh, I'm just sitting here thinking, and we have, we as men have to also, and I know you probably run into that a lot, but we 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 have to be careful not to overwhelm ourselves with all this responsibility that we see that's lacking, or all these voids that we see that need to be filled in our society. But what we can do is is I like, the, I like the model that our church uses a lot. And we call ourselves a small piece of leather, but we're well put together. So what yeah. to me is, I don't have to be the biggest part of the leather, leather coat or the leather pants or whatever the leather clothing is. All I need to do is to be a part of that leather. So that tells yes. me, I don't have to try to fix yes, the problem, but fix what I can. Fix what yes, I can. Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a real big responsibility that I see. So let, so with that being said, Pastor Mays, I, I really want to thank you for how you have uh, navigated us into this next season, which is our season of uh, Family Matters. And you've really given us a good springboard into the rest of this month. So before I leave you, I don't know if Jonathan has another question, but I do, I do want you to do this for us for our Nashville audience is leave us some type of uh, encouragement or something on record that comes from a pastoral perspective that we can start doing to better our communities, maybe even today. We can start doing it today if we're not already doing it. Mm-hmm. My Lord, my Lord. Thank you, thank you. Um, Brother Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Any perspective on any before I kind of share with you a few things that um, would add to what I've already said, whether it is as clear as mud or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to add it anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I was just gonna say that you know it's it's just interesting how uh, you know technology works, and again, just as a podcast, just as a grandson, just as you know, all of the titles and roles that, um, you know, is being held on this uh, episode right now. I just want to thank you personally for, um, you know, taking time out today, man. And again, just sharing with Nashville what the family model should be about within our culture. Um, it's a lot of single mothers. It's a lot of single fathers. But we both know that that wasn't the model that it should be, you know. So with that being said, you know, I think you give us a good foundation of where we want to go within this season. And I just hope Nashville, and I know Nashville will, uh, gravitate to it in a way that hopefully it expresses um, expresses just, just all of what we feel, you know, as a black man, as a black culture, as a black race about our family. You know, we argue, fuss, fight, 
cut, you know, do whatever we're going to do with our families. But at the end of the day, our family is what a love should be in. Um, when you can't find love nowhere else, you should always be able to turn back to the family. So um, other than that, man, um, no, just, just again, just share Nashville. Um, just give us a little bit of uh, shining light, man, on, on, on what we can take with us moving forward of how to better our own family as a culture. Mm, my Lord, my Lord. Um, you uh, sure know how to uh, load a brother up. <laughs> <laughs> If, if I had the answers to that question, uh, I will sponsor this podcast and we all will go international. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a question that all society is asking. Mm-hmm. Where do you begin? Mm-hmm. And what is my part? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? Um, none of us have all the answers. Mm-hmm. None of us can offer a solution that will fit will fit every situation and all the circumstances in every family. I have a you might say one liner that I share with my our people mm-hmm. is that the one thing that we cannot do is that we can't afford to do nothing. Mm. True. Not only that, but there's something in the heart of every man that reaches out to the next man. Mm-hmm. I heard when I see any man mistreated, mm-hmm. I get a feeling of being disrespected mm-hmm. when I see any man disrespected. I think Dr. King said it best when he says, um, um, abuse against any man Mm -hmm. is abuse against all men. Mm. And I think that when we neglect the wrongs that are in our community and wrongs that we see in our homes, in our schools, sooner or later, that apathy and neglect is going to roost at our front doorsteps. Wow. And the sooner we start making a difference, soon as our voice is heard, the sooner we will have the peace in our own home. Mm-hmm. Whether it starts in learning Christian values within the church, mm-hmm. it will become a part of our work ethics, mm-hmm. become a part of our behavior at school, mm-hmm. become a part of our training and preparation um, in our extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. The thing that is important for us to realize and that we cannot afford to let our guard down. Mm-hmm. And we can't afford to relegate a problem to someone else mm-hmm. that's staring us in the face. Wow. I, I, I can't, can't 
do a lot of things. But I need to recognize that there are some things I can do. Right. And ask God for the wisdom and the courage not to become overwhelmed Mm-hmm. And not to become overcommitted, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but give me the courage to do what I can. Yes, I've, I've learned this down through the years, and as a pastor and as uh, men of God, I know both of you have seen the same thing. There are young men who will gravitate towards Leon and they will not gravitate towards Jonathan. Mm -hmm. They are young men who would hear what Jonathan has to say. Mm -hmm. And if Leon said the very same words, they would not mean as much as they did coming from Jonathan. Amen. 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 What I'm saying is is that there are connections among you and me and other black men with the black men, black young men that come within their reach that we have to make. Yes. And if we make that first step if we make the first attempt, if we be there to show interest in them, it's amazing how they will respond to our efforts. To con- I did something about two or three weeks ago. It really shocked me. I offered a young man a belt because his pants was hanging down. He said, yeah, if I had one, I put it on. So I took off my belt and gave it to him. Mm -hmm. And it was not a cheap belt. Mm -hmm. And I walked, I was walking my dog when it happened. I walked on home with my dog holding up my pants with one hand. But you want to know something? I felt like a million dollars. Not because I gave him the belt, but because he accepted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have to tell him what the belt was for or why I was offering it to him. He said, if I, 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 I'd wear it if I had it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, that, that's powerful. And it made me feel wonderful. Yeah. That I gave you. That's powerful. So what can we do? It depends upon what's in front of you. Depends upon what's in front of you. So true. So true. Like you just said, what we can do is with the opportunities that we have, make the best of them. And I think just from that example. Thank you. That example that you just gave, you made the best of an opportunity with what you had. And you didn't think mm-hmm. you didn't think about the value of the thing. You thought about the value of the opportunity. Praise God. Yes. Praise yes, sir. God. Praise God. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor Mays, you know, we could keep on going with this on and on and on, but our time won't allow us to. But we just want to thank you this morning 
for coming on and giving us such a great insight on this new season of uh, Family Matters. And uh, if Jonathan want to say anything else, I think we're going to get ready to cut this one off and try to see what we're going to get coming up for next week. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys for joining us this Monday morning. Uh, Pastor Mays, real quick, give Nashville the church name, the church address, just where to keep up with Agape. Um, if you know they're in that area or just just in the date, excuse me, the dating area, and um, you know, just checking us out this morning. Oh, God bless you, God bless you, young man. You are a young fellow that's after my own heart. I bless God for you. Uh, it's Agape, A G A P E. Uh, for those who um, don't know, Agape is of God, and it is the Greek explanation for love, yes. meaning unconditional. So we are the Agape Bible Fellowship Church at 2560 North Main Street, Dayton, Ohio, 45405. Anytime you're in the Dayton area or know someone who's coming our way, tell them to look us up. Give us a call. Go on our website and contact me and let me know how they discovered Agape. And I promise you, I will go out of my way to make sure that they aren't disappointed or mistreated or neglected in any way, but we show them the love of God in every way possible and encourage them and help them on their journey. Amen. That's Agape Bible Fellowship Church, Dayton, Ohio, 2560 North Main Street, 937 277 7591. Thank you kindly. Pray God will move you to contact us soon. Thank you, awesome. Pastor Mays and Nashville. I know you got this one. It's been a good one. We're going to end it now and get prepared for the rest of our Monday. So, as I always end it, Nashville, until, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is. God bless you. Do what you can and you came with what you can. Nashville, we want to thank you guys. Pastor Mays, we want to thank you. This has been another episode of the Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.